The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, the definition of a technocracy is defined as the government or a control of society or industry by an elite or technical experts. All right. And you can kind of go a little deeper into this as a uh, system of government in which a decision maker or makers are elected by the population or appointed on the basis of their expertise in a given area or responsibility, particularly with regard to scientific or technical knowledge. This system explicitly contrasts with representative democracy. Why am I mentioning that right off here in the beginning? Well, you will see how it ties in with Elon Musk, with uh, what Brandon likes to call a uh, a responsible billionaire or a moral billionaire. How did you phrase that? It's called effective altruism, which I'm sure we'll get into as well here. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So uh, my problem with the way that Elon Musk has been portrayed is it's all good. He seems like this really great populist guy. Seems like a solid, solid uh, dude for as far as a billionaire goes. And we're starting to really kind of learn uh, that the opposite is true. Just like we see, you know, Bill Gates is one of these ones that we all like to pick on, except for you, Brandon, right? Um, You know, a lot of people like to poke at these big moguls. Jeff Bezos is another one. Um, But for some reason, we have categorized Elon Musk as something very different. And um, again, you will see why I talk about technocracy right off the beginning there. As you know, you're listening to Dangerous World. Um, Brandon, what are you drinking over there? I am kind of teetotaling. I got some Krabby's alcoholic ginger beer. I kind of wanted to get it just to see what it was all about, see if it lived up to it. There's something something extra. How is alco- it? There's something extra alcohol-y at the, at the end of this. Um, if you like ginger Aftertaste beer, is no good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you like ginger beer, it'll get you on the front end, but you need to add a lemon to stave off that that alcohol bit. But I got a four pack the other day, and it's this is my third one, so I'm, I'm not I'm obviously not complaining too too much. How about you, man? <laughs> this isn't that good, but I'm finishing them off. <laughs> uh, no, man, I'm drinking the uh, truly extras, those eight percenters. I'm not really drinking too much vodka anymore. Um, just just trying to be somewhat responsible. Uh, during the apocalypse, I do want to have my wits about me, but at the same time, I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? You know, um, we've been having a lot of fun doing this, guys, and and I hadn't seen any of our peers in this whole uh, podcast realm really dive into the negatives of Elon Musk. There was this big Bitcoin conference uh, recently in Miami, I believe it was. And they were just really hyping up Bitcoin. Bitcoin sort of seems like a cult. Elon Musk seems to be one of the leaders of the cryptocurrency cult. Um, I've never been a huge fan of Bitcoin. I talked about Bitcoin several times when I was referring to Bitcoin always. And I made this clear in episodes where I mention it. When I'm talking about Bitcoin, I'm talking about cryptocurrency as a whole. And we start seeing this serious cult following of Bitcoin. Um, This Max Kaiser guy is literally calling Bitcoin the second coming of Christ. 
it's a little weird. It it reminds me kind of of like how the blind following of science is right now, right? Uh, when you have an authoritative figure like Anthony Fauci talking about if you're criticizing me, you're criticizing science, shit like this. It's getting a little ridiculous. Um, but before we get into it, let's let's uh, slam through some of this housekeeping up front, man. Um, this show is brought to you by our patrons, uh, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. We've got a few more things going into the Patreon, guys. That $3 tier gets you the full versions of these episodes. That mid-tier gets you the archives, which I know that we have gotten some people excited about those, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, and I know you are too, Brandon. This is a fun thing, um, just just a way to to uh, sort of support our work a little bit. And we really appreciate you guys. Again, uh, patreon.com slash Dangerous World, or you can just search Dangerous World Podcast on uh, Patreon. The online store, if you want to buy any merch, you want to buy t-shirts, you want to get some free stickers, uh, dangerousworldstore.com. Shirts are going on sale. Uh, they will be by the time this episode is out $20. And then on 4th of July, we may even do bigger sales. So it just just depends how we're feeling. Okay. And um, I mean, anything else that you got here, Brandon? Uh, look for Brandon's Bible uh, coming out, I guess, soon there. And then Ryan's Rants is available at the $5 tier uh, in addition on, on the Patreon. Guys, the, the Patreon, we, we push it because uh, we put time into this product and this new... Uh, economy of goods and services being exchanged just on your guys's goodwill you know because you spend a certain amount of time listening to us we hope you guys enjoy it if not we we are we're interacting with you on social media platforms and directly through patreon itself um these three three to five dollars sometimes ten dollars if you really really like us they go, it goes a long way uh those numbers are, are creeping up slowly but surely we hope it's because you guys are are liking the product We'll be here to keep putting it out. Uh, we hope to see you guys there as uh, as often as possible. Yeah, dude, we got our second uh, European uh, patron uh, just, I think, a couple days ago out of England. So I'm very excited about that. We got a Scotsman and we got an English dude out there, too. So a um, couple Canadians, couple, a lot of obviously a lot of uh, Americans out there. And we just appreciate all this, guys. So uh, we'd like to thank them up front. With that being said... Have you gotten any kind of Father's Day gift for that special man in your life? Because if not, support for today's episode comes from Manscaped, okay? Manscaped.com. Father's Day is just around the corner, guys, and you probably need a gift for that hairy dad of yours. Make your dad proud this year and get him or yourself and or yourself, I would say, the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. You know what they say, like father, like son. All right. Hook them up with this Father's Day uh, with our exclusive offer. Danger is that promo code. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code danger. Again, at manscaped.com. They hooked us up and they are really looking to hook you guys up too. Um, this was a huge honor. Just the, the fact that they were willing to kind of stick their neck out. We have definitely uh, spread some of that Manscaped seed around from our listener base. But, uh, I mean, what what are you excited about when it comes to Manscaped, Brandon? Yeah, I'm excited to be partnering with them, too. This this uh, bukkake of goodwill that they gave to us, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to to spread it along. I don't quite know if that's the way that they would best want me to to describe their 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 patronage of, of us but i'm gonna go with it anyways but this these guys like will cover your you and your dad from face to toe i mean they've got stuff for uh for just regular shaving right they've got the plow they got this single blade face razor which is way better. i mean you guys don't need more than one blade i don't know if you guys know that but it's it's really just showy um it's a very technical way to shave and sometimes it, it chops up a little bit more than you need to just get that it's pretentious plow. yeah absolutely. the more than one blade it's just whack <laughs> you get that plow 2.0 uh, that'll be more than enough uh, to, to to help your to help your you and your dad clean that 
that mustache or beard up nice. They have, you know, shaving gels. If you're going to be shaving in the, uh, in the shower, they've got body washes, a ball toner and refresher, right? The crop reviver, they call that product. Uh, the weed whacker, the weed whacker is a really, really good one. Everyone knows that over a certain age, that nose hair starts coming in and the weed whacker, the electric nose hair trimmer is going to hook you up with that. I got the crop cleanser. This is just overall body wash, you know, and I don't know if you've been checking out their, uh, their, their cotton t-shirts and their anti-chafing boxer briefs, man, they're throwing in special offers in addition to our promotional code that will, uh, hook the, hook the listeners up who use that promotional code danger at manscaped.com with free boxers and a toiletry bag they call that the shed which is like a a premium travel bag Um, and then one of my one of my funniest one of the funniest products i think they have is this magic mat the disposable shaving mats that i've told you guys about before in case you don't want to have to you know leave any uh trails of how clean you are down there how much care you're taking uh uh, with yourself if you want to save that surprise for the moment that your your uh, special your special other is on his or her knees in front of you get the magic mat so you can uh, throw away all of that mess that you made shaving up using this uh manscape this lawnmower 4.0 uh and you don't gotta you don't gotta worry about the bathroom like that clogging up your drains something like that i'm serious guys is... covering you head from face to toe uh, they got they got foot deodorant too that's why i say toe and the third toe you know we ha- everyone has that third eye i call my dick my third toe um is uh is your girlfriend murdering one of your dogs with the manscaped right now because i hear nothing but barking over on your end <laughs> no uh i got a new puppy guys i don't know if you guys uh that little in. golden doodle yeah, this little this little golden doodle, Archimedes, we call him, and uh, he's just that's being a, a little, weird name. He's just but... being a, he's just being a little asshole to to my other dog, but no, he's he's good that's... right now. He'll tone down. Okay, well that's fine. But with that being said, get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Danger at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Danger. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls this year. Show your original home some love with manscaped okay um with that being said too okay we got a lot of that shit going around elon musk uh the technocrats really quick before we get into this dude and his shady past um i kind of find the whole idea that elon musk is coming under scrutiny right now it's very interesting timing right this guy's very popular in the conspiracy community he's mentioned aliens and how the pyramids were potentially created by aliens. He's mentioned hollow earth, of course, sim theory. Uh, He was even really a big outspoken critic of the COVID vaccinations or the COVID shots. And he kind of acts like this anti-globalist or like this, this populist figure. And he is also not a huge fan of Bill Gates. And that's what I find very interesting. Right. We have this idea of Bill Gates and Fauci really going down right now, looking like fools, um, more so Fauci than Gates. Gates is kind of one of those untouchable figures. Right. Um, Fauci is really coming under some heat lately. Rand Paul's asking him questions. Um, other people like, uh, you know, the dude that just came under some some heat for uh, potentially pedophilia shit. Uh, Matt Gates. Um, you know, all these people are kind of criticizing that side of how how shit has been ran up to this point. And then you got a lot of attention being brought forward with Elon Musk. And when I say a lot of attention, it's not a lot of people, but it's a few high profile people. There was this great video from Infowars, Greg Reese, in Alex Jones' own words, is the MVP of Band.video. Band.video is like Infowars version of YouTube. Um, videos that you can put up. It's not a porn site like like it sounds like. Um, but yeah, Band.Video has some incredible videos uh, on things like this. And Greg Reese made this short video really exposing Elon Musk. And I wanted to dig into it a little more. And I found a lot of shit on Elon Musk. Right away, dude, what is like this idea that you had of like a, a moral billionaire or like a a helpful rich person. What does that look like to you? So it really, it does not look like a whole bunch of people that we uh, as a society put, uh, not, not this community specifically, but we as a society 
put onto a pedestal and say, this is a good example of, of a way to be a rich person. Um, so uh, in case you guys are wondering if I'm just simping for billionaires here, that's not the case. I mean, I, the, 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 the critical theory uh, that the Marxist tendencies are strong within me. And I think the, the, um, the conspiracy theory uh, community has some alignment with the things that I have to say about this. One is that anyone who is a capitalist, anyone who has uh, some control of capital at that level, right? We're talking about, I would say, above $800 million or so, $500 million. You can play with where the number is around there, and it, it changes over time. But anyone who is at that level <clears throat> in the system that we have today makes it by exploiting someone. I mean, even if they're owning a business just by way of the fact that they're a private company uh, and that that person or group of stockholders is controlling the means of production uh, because they have major influence on labor laws, um, it, uh, it all contributes and because they have major uh, lobbying power over uh, overall in Washington and whatever lo local municipalities that they're operating in. It just means that they had to grease some hands in order for certain projects to go along and that in and of itself, the trying the attempt to get capital leaves the worker, the bottom class, the proletariat, the people who are really on the factory floor grinding it out. It leaves them to met to in very many facets of their work life. It leaves them exploited. So by in that way. I don't think that there can be a quote unquote moral uh, moral billionaire. I can play a little bit with the, the idea of a moral billionaire. There is this movement. Um, I'm actually with you on that. I'm with you on that. Right. And it's a totally Marxist idea. I, I, I remember Marxism is not just this idea of communism and socialism. It is also what holes are legitimately what what holes should legitimately be poked into the system that we have today like obviously marx was criticizing oh, a system that we had over a hundred years ago but a lot of the capitalist class still operates the way that it that it does and in fact the biggest uh, empires that we have that revolve around capital were established around the time that marx was was making his critiques so, so I don't want to derail too much here, but yeah. so then has your opinion of BLM changed much? Of BLM, the movement or of the figures, would you say? The movement as a whole, because and how the media portrays it. Right. Not not just the figures, but uh, obviously the movement at this point has become the figures. Right. You yeah. have Patrice Colors buying multi-million dollar mansions promoting Marxism. Um, you have chase behind it you have merch behind the blm movement right uh i don't think any marxist movement should have any merchandise am i wrong about that so again there are many levels of marxism and i'm not trying to ev um, evade it I'm, I'm just trying to say how i can be a supporter of blm and also kind of give them like sure go ahead and and and, and buy stuff with the the proceeds go ahead and do that is the, the reason is is that any Marxist who's operating these days, they are of two minds about what to do with the money that they have. And I don't fault them for having either of those minds. The Marxists today will say, yes, but we are right now living in a capitalist system. And yeah, but also dude, come on. Like, you, you got to admit that the, the idea of Patrice Cullors buying multi-million dollar mansions, that money would be better spent spreading around the black community and especially these families like uh trayvon martin's father came forward recently and asked for money from blm because he wasn't getting any uh mike brown's dad did the same uh i don't think that they still have met with kamala harris uh who is not really from africa at all um and and, and uh joe biden who has you know his son was recently caught throwing the n-word around like it was just like an everyday word right um, so, I mean, where's the outrage with that too? So I find, I find this whole idea just so hypocritical, but, uh, again, you know, the people that started off supporting BLM, they don't want to look racist by saying fuck black lives matter. Like I say, right. 
fuck Black Lives Matter, fuck Black Lives Matter, fuck Black Lives Matter. I will say it all day because that is not a racist statement. Fuck Black Lives Matter is a true thing because here in a in a in, in the United States, um, you know, they are literally I mean, they've gotten a lot more quiet lately. BLM has. Right. Um, and, and they won't pop up until 2022 when the election rears up again. And then in 2024, they're going to go hard again. This is a timestamp that you can actually, uh, you know, I've said this before, but you can see this again. They will come back hard. Uh, hate crimes will, will pop up again. Um, there was just recently this shooting in, uh, in uh, Austin that was committed by a black man. And the news doesn't want to put his race out because it might fuel racist stereotypes. But if it was a white guy, they would have absolutely done it. They would have shown his face. They would have taken his picture. They would have done all that stuff. And I guarantee you that they would have done that. When when this stuff happened in Colorado, they they did it because he looked white. But then they did a little bit of digging. They found out he was a Middle Eastern guy that came over under the Obama administration, kind of backfired on them. Um, so I, I find it interesting uh, that's not what this episode is about. Obviously, it's about Elon Musk and the technocracy. But I want you to give your comments on that real quick. And then we'll move forward with this Elon Musk and uh, his technocratic roots. For sure. So so the 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 call of, of hypocrisy uh, from them, the, from the leaders, I completely understand. I, I, I do think that I have read enough of their critics because again, I don't busy myself with a whole bunch of the defenses of BL, of BLM or any group that I support. I really more busy myself with the, the, the critiques of them. Um, this is, that's the same thing. What's that? That's the same thing, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm saying I wouldn't, uh, as quickly read a article in, um, support of, uh, BLM as I would gotcha. an article that is critical of them. And, 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 and gotcha. my real best, uh, best faith argument about that is this is what's, uh, this is what's called like establishing a, a red herring for hypocrisy in which the idea that Marxists don't like money and that, that if they were anything other than hypocrites, they would just take all of their capital and spread it around. That's just someone who hasn't read, uh, the, um, the, 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 Das Kapital, or yeah, the, Das Kapital, Marx, the Marx, uh, you know, the the Communist Manifesto, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I understand so. that. Uh, I, I just find maybe maybe Patrice Colors does uh, deserve that house. I wonder where the other two uh, have what well, they've bought and, and what the original founder of Black Lives Matter. Do you know his name? No, I don't. Okay, well, it doesn't matter, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, we we can. Uh, it's 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 a it's more a matter of if you're if you're willing to say that someone shouldn't have that kind of a house in general, I'm, I'm down with that. Like I'm not fighting, not fighting for that ideology. Well, again, I think there's a a misunderstanding in the ideology and and an intentionally bad faith betrayal of, of, of their ideology. But to get, to get back to the, the, uh, the idea of what that moral, uh, millionaire looks like this this idea of it uh, of a uh, an effective altruist is something it's a movement that's taking that's taking uh, hold in 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 philanthropy but it's it could be it could be given much more steam and i hope to see it do this this is a set of people who have in like really really good technical skills a, a whole bunch of them are coming out of silicon valley and they have made what's called effective altruist pledges that say Hey, I I'm not going to take uh, any more than a lot. Some of them are saying two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars per year. Some of them are saying five hundred thousand dollars per year. I'm not taking any more than that, and the rest of it goes into effective altruist established uh, uh, philanthropical endeavors. So these are people who are literally saying, "I'm not making more than this a year. I guarantee it." Past that, I'm going to give money out. There's this I by doing that, they achieve what's called triaging, right? They 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 this effective altruist these effective altruist philanthrop, uh, philanthropic endeavors. They look at what they deem to be the most important uh, thing that needs to be addressed with this money, and they put all of that money towards that thing. Mm. That can I tell you that is not accomplished by any of uh, the big name billionaires today. 
given all of the jobs that they create, given all of the all of the uh, community revitalization that they achieve, that's not that's not what they're they're doing. I would I would argue. I mean, they're in, yeah. in the the New York Times uh, talks about um, talks about uh, uh, Warren Buffett. Um, they, they recently kind of turned on him. I mean, they, they, he's been a, a a golden boy for them for a long time, and you know, kind of being the middle ground between someone who can really uh, go against anti-capitalist movement and ideologies and yet still be a quote unquote good person. Uh, you know, this New York Times article is just blowing that up saying, you know, it, it's, it's this plutocracy, you know, in addition to the technocracy that you were talking about, it's this, it's this plutocracy, yeah. this governance by rich people. That is just a, 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 a an outcome based on the system that we have set up that allows for people like Warren Buffett to get their money and somehow to not pay. Well, not somehow we know how they don't pay any, uh, any taxes or hardly any taxes, not pay their portion of taxes and still look like a darling to, to, to the elites. Like they're they're I think he's artificially held up as like some, some billionaire good guy. And I think Elon Musk, I mean, I, I want to get into the specifics of Elon Musk because I think that there's yeah. some issues about the transference of information that, that, that may be able to explain the timeline of people in the conspiracy theory uh, community who have wavered with him, especially over the last, I think, year and a half with his support of, of cryptocurrency as it's ebbed and flowed. Um, but that would be my my definition of a, of a moral rich person um, with all of those caveats. And, and and Elon Musk, I don't think could be could be put into that category. He's a He's a weirdo. We'll get into the, the the weird bits of him. So let's let's do that right now, man. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of weird things with him. Um, so the first company that he ever started was the Zip Two. Uh, started with his uh, brother, I believe. Um, didn't go extremely well, but he got a bunch of money from his parents, right? And he he kind of acts like he was always poor growing up in South Africa never really had anything going for him. Uh, and he's just this super intellect, which, uh, you know, they say his IQ is 155. That's not extremely high. Um, it, it's higher than average, right? But it's not extremely high. But then again, this hasn't been proved. Um, my IQ hasn't been proved. Your IQ hasn't been proved. So let's not hold these people to uh, that sort of standard, right? And, and I, IQ doesn't translate into capital. I mean, more, capital sure. breeds capital. So, so that wouldn't that that wouldn't be a the the idea of genius is is really actually hard to find anyway. Like you've got to get a a bureaucracy working behind you that either was there before already existing and you had to exploit it to get into it, or you built yeah. it, or you build it yourself and exploit the fuck out of that. Right. The reason that I bring that up though, man, is because like uh, he, there was a documentary I saw a while ago. I think it was on Netflix before they got all pro pedophilia. They were talking about uh, Elon Musk. And this is him saying this, that he, he used to be afraid of the dark when he was three years old. And then he realized that all that the dark was, was uh, all, all that the molecules of dark was and the, the difference between that and light molecules was the absence of, uh, what was it, a neuron or a, a neutron? Um, you know, it was just whatever the fuck the difference is between light. Photon, he, yeah. he, he just talks about it uh, as a three-year-old acting like he fucking like knew this back then. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, no, you didn't. You know what I mean? And I bought into it. I, I will admit full hardly that I was like, holy shit, this guy is going to fucking save humanity because he's so goddamn smart. He's creating electronic vehicles. Um, and even though he didn't like, we're going to get into Tesla a little bit too. He did not found Tesla. Um, he really fucked over the original founders of Tesla who are, seem to be pretty good sports um but it's it's very interesting that a lot of people that were anti bill gates and a lot of people that are anti warren buffett um jeff bezos all these other people they all seem to side with elon musk a lot of people with the uh you know the the ape army as they're called on reddit the, these guys that bought into gamestop and amc and dogecoin 
all these people, these are these are pretty much conspiracy theorists. They're populist movement people. They're never selling their AMC or their GameStop stock. They're holding on to Dogecoin. They're going to buy dips. They're going to just make sure that they fuck these hedge funds out of their short positions, right? Short sellers, again, uh, for those that don't know, short sellers are those that are basically trying to make money off of a stock crashing or falling. Uh, and for the record, your losses can be infinite in those situations. Um, so that's the whole point of this movement. It, it is a populist movement. What's going on on AMC and GameStop on, on Reddit, can, um, Reddit, the, um, what are they? Wall street bets. So, uh, these guys are, are fucking following Elon Musk, but we're starting to see a serious turning on him. And one thing I wanted to mention, it looked like you had something to say real quick. Uh, I think, I think the the ebb and flow, and I want to because specifically get into the cryptocurrency uh, uh, support that Elon has thrown himself behind, and then and then withdrawn uh, over over the last few years. But yeah, he changes, the, yeah, yeah. I think the way to talk about it is he he's seen uh, in a again a wavering pattern as a friend to these realist uh, to these retail investors, right? People like people that actually bet against the big hedge fund managers with GameStop and caused it to go up a, a win for democratic financial rule to, to a certain extent. I think that's, that's the way that eh, I wouldn't say that well, I would leave like words like democratic and stuff like that out of this because it's not so much a political movement. I know that I know what you're referring to as far as democratic goes, but that muddies the waters. I think when you, when you use those terms too, too, too simple, you think, like like I don't the, know like, if it's like like my idea is that the uh the if if retail investors little guys maybe uh, there's day yeah. traders sure but even them are, are are capitalists to a certain extent just the people tra trading on their on their own dime maybe the the little bit of savings that they have on the end the idea is that if there were more of those and if they had a bigger sway on the stock market that yeah. the financial system would be more quote unquote democratized and is that what you're saying is that's that's too that's too much of a simplification of it. Is that? I don't know, dude. I think that I, I just want to get away from those words. Republic, Democrat. I want to get away from those. You know what I mean? Democratic, Republican. I, I know where you're coming from. And I know that this has nothing to do with politics. But it's a it's such a deeper thing. I think populist is is a better way to really that's define yeah, what what Elon Musk is is trying to head. He's trying to lead this army of apes. Literally the smart money, these hedge funds and and things like that, they try to go against what they call the apes. And when I when I heard this being discussed, I actually heard Steve Bannon talking about this, and I don't agree with much of what Steve Bannon represents. Uh he seems kind of like a double dealer, kind of a shady figure. Um, but he broke this down very well where, um, you know, the, these, the smart money wants to go against the dumb money and the dumb money are the apes, according to these, you know, evolved humans and these rich dudes. And I immediately thought of Planet of the Apes, right? This is why Planet of the Apes was like such a popular movie. Um, and it was so subliminally well writ, even though people didn't maybe realize people probably like the visuals and things like that. But um it was literally just a dumber species overtaking the elite population. I think that that's kind of what this is tying into for me personally. Now I'm not, you know, trying to put that idea into anyone else's head, but as soon as I heard that idea, this army of apes, I thought of planet of the apes. Um, and again, the army of the apes is these wall street bet guys. The people that just are the little guy that are taking their paycheck of 400 bucks for the week and putting it into Dogecoin or putting it into AMC or GameStop or any of these other meme stocks, as they're called, and making them rise up. And is does Elon Musk have a vendetta with some of these elites? That's very possible. What were you going to say? Yeah, well, I, I, have a, I have a little bit of a timeline. If we're going to get into the Bitcoin or the, uh, the cryptocurrency bit here, I have a little bit of a timeline brought to us by, by Reuters uh, that, that kind of walks through at least uh, his most, most popular tweets and, and um, intrusions into the cryptocurrency world, if that's okay. Sure, let's hear it. So I got November 27th, 2017. This is kind of where it all starts beginning. Musk denies a theory that he is Satoshi Nakamoto, who is the, the, pseudo, the pseudonymous 
uh, creator of Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, tweeting. He said that that's not true. He's not he's not that guy. And uh, he says, quote, a friend sent me part of a Bitcoin a few years ago, but I don't know where it is. So in 2017, he's just saying, like, it's not I'm not I'm not near it. 20 uh, early 2018. He said he tweets. I literally own zero crypto uh, cryptocurrency apart from 0.25 BTC. That's Bitcoin ticker that a friend sent me many years ago in late 2018. Uh, Musk actually lost his Twitter access after saying, uh, I don't know if it was specifically for this, Reuters says it was, but the quote, the tweet is this, quote, want to buy some Bitcoin? End quote. End quote. That was all it took for Twitter to get on his ass, apparently. In early 2019, uh, Musk called Bitcoin's structure, quote, quite brilliant on a podcast, but he says, quote, I'm not sure it's the best use of Tesla's resources to get involved in crypto. Uh, in 2019, early, uh, mid-2019, he tweeted, Dogecoin might be my fave uh, cryptocurrency. It's pretty cool. That's now, when I bought it. There you go. There you go. Uh, I mean, he, he has some pull, right? Like, people will people will follow him. Uh, well, I, to be fair, I only put in 30 bucks. It was 0.0003. Right. Put 30 bucks in. And that 30 bucks turned into $2,000 about two years later, so. Yeah, we're always talking at this level about the fact that that 30 bucks to you represents a bigger portion of your income than absolutely. And then, yeah, Yeah. it's literally like me finding $30 would be like him, like, like, like the equivalent. I heard this fucking thing when I was a kid and it blew my mind. Like the, like us as kids, Brandon, like looking around for change in like our, our parents' couches, finding like 50 cents. That's like Bill Gates or Elon Musk finding $175,000 in their couch. You know what it's, I mean? It's not it's not comparable. Money gets used on on a crazy different ways at that at that level. Yeah. Um, so so uh, we have a few more back and forths with Elon throughout 2019 and, and early 2020, where he's really a little bit distancing himself, saying like, "Oh, this looks a little bit silly." Maybe in the future, if it comes out. But in July 2020, he tweets a meme implying that Dogecoin would become the standard of the global financial system, and he says in a tweet, "Quote: It's inevitable." Now, after that, uh, let's see, um, in, in January 29th, Bitcoin spikes after Musk uh, adds hashtag Bitcoin to his Twitter bio, tweeting, quote, in retrospect, it was inevitable. So at this point, early this year, right, uh, Musk says he's all he's all all behind it. Uh, in fe- February 4th, Dogecoin surged up more than 60 percent after Musk tweeted that Dogecoin is the people's crypto. Uh and after that, we had a bit of a a bit of a, a falling off point, right? Um, yeah. uh, I mean, April first, still, uh, Musk is saying SpaceX is going to put a literal a literal Dogecoin on the literal moon. Um, but after that, let's see, what's it's in the last like month or so? Uh, May seventh, actually, Musk tweeted, "Cryptocurrency is promising, but please invest with caution." Again, even any step away from full on, this is what you guys should invest in. That's seen as sometimes enough to tank a, a stock, especially one as you know just existing in, volatile. In, yeah. yeah, volatile, and it's just it's not real. Uh, it's not real capital that we're dealing with. It's all. I think at this point, dude, what he was doing was he was testing the waters to see how much he could sway that market. Yeah. I mean, he, he did that, I think to a certain extent with his own markets to with his, with sure. His, going with on his Joe Rogan, price. smoking a joint to yeah. crash the, the price of Tesla and, you know, finish your thing here, dude, but I yeah. want to get into what you think Joe Rogan is. For, for sure. So the May 11th, uh, Musk, Musk tweeted, do you want uh, Tesla to accept Doge? Um, and then uh, just a few, let's see, also about a month ago, May 12th, uh, Musk tweeted that he would no longer accept Bitcoin as a payment and that, quote, energy usage trend over the past few months is insane. He was talking yeah. specifically about the fact that uh, Bitco- uh, well, cryptocurrency miners because they use so much computer power, they put off a shit ton of heat into the atmosphere. This is a big concern for, uh, and, and has been a growing concern for um, environmental uh, lobbying groups uh, s- uh, since then. Now, in the last day or so, 
as the price has, has gone through another surge, we're sitting here on, what is this, June 14th. In the last day or so, he has then again tweeted like, oh, I might yep. actually start start taking it back, especially if those miners start uh, using more green uh, green w- uh, manners with which to uh, to mine their, their stuff. So he has a pull, and I think the idea that he's just trolling to a certain extent because he can... I don't know if it's because he's a psychopath, but because he can, I think that that has some credence, man. Um, well, so yeah. El Salvador is the first nation in the world to uh, accept Bitcoin as a national currency, and they're using geothermal energy to mine it. So like energy from volcanoes, things like that, um, you know... Max Kaiser, I think, is a fraud in many ways. He's been right uh, on a lot of things so far. But just when you start comparing uh, Bitcoin to like a religious thing, I think that that makes it culty. Um, but he he's starting to talk about how uh, El Salvador's uh, GDP is going to triple over the next three years. So uh, I'd be very interesting to see what that happens. I would actually see that happening. Um, but I think this is a long game. This is a long scam. And it's going to be played out over some time. Bitcoin is not going to be the world's currency. I really don't think. And if it is, we're fucked. You know what I mean? We don't want Bitcoin to be the world currency, dude. Um, I have my my you know eggs in the XRP basket under Ripple. A lot of people think that's crazy, but I mean, do your research and find find out where you want to put your money. Gold and silver is always a very interesting thing. And this is not something that you hear these guys talking about. Gold and silver is always going to be popular. It's always going to be a store of wealth. It has been forever. Um, I think it's very interesting though. I think it, uh, that w- we are really, I mean, this is a fucking crazy time to be alive, dude. When you're talking about finances and you're talking about the hyperinflation that the United States could be facing, we've been printing, dude, think about this for a second. Don't lose your train of thought here, but think about how the Bush administration, right? We have this, this crash. Then the next administration that comes in, the Obama administration, starts printing money out the ass, the quantitative easing, keeps the stock market going. Why in the world right now, when the world with the world is like in chaos as it is, how the fuck is the stock market reaching all time highs, dude? Just think about it logically. I don't care about politics or anything else. How, when so many businesses are losing their ass, how is the stock market up at this level? It's because of money printing. If there's any other reason, I'd be really interested in knowing what it is. Uh, I, I mean, I think money, this was, this was a, even a, a liberal concern of the uh, financial uh, reforms and bailouts offered by the Obama administration uh, after the the global financial crisis that yeah the people on wall street not the people on main street are getting it uh are getting that that money that reform the the explanation for why there's such a divestment is i think can be explained there's, there's a couple there's quite a few things that contribute to it and the the financial the um, quantitative easing may certainly be a part of it i'm not saying that it's that it's not but the that contributes to one that that is one of the contributors to the fact that uh, the the Wall Street what is good for Wall Street and what is good for Main Street they inexorably yeah. in this system that we have built up they are not supposed to be the same like this, yeah they this, deviate this, this was time, never yeah. intended to be a thing and 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 yet and this goes to the it informs American public who look at the stock markets ups and downs and ebbs and flows and then look at the president and say okay the nasdaq's going up therefore i like the president that's in charge right now or the nasdaq was higher when my guy was in charge and now there's a new guy so it's not as good anymore that is just a that's just a very very oversimplified way of looking at these two completely different economies right um but the thing is it's not it's not just about how how the market moves it's about why it's moving. Again, you, you look at the fundamentals. There's always this technical analysis. Well, that's what you're talking about is that technical analysis. The chart is higher. But what are the fundamentals? The fundamentals 
tell you that we should have had a crash like years ago, not just this correction that we that we saw in March of 2020. Um, It's just very interesting. And you start getting into the idea of people like Elon Musk sort of embracing this counterculture of cryptocurrency. That's what cryptocurrency is. It's sort of a counterculture in the financial world. Right. And and you see the financial world freaking out about this, even though for some reason, Nancy Pelosi wanted to give everyone Bitcoin uh, for the first stimulus check check under Donald Trump. That probably would have been a huge disaster. And that's why they just did direct deposits. Now, I also have this very interesting information that Matt, our good friend, he did the Disney episode with us. This guy, he's a patron. He's a, a big supporter of the show. Super knowledgeable guy because all of our patrons are fucking smart. So maybe you you uh, sign up for the Patreon, gain some IQ points, which we're all trying to look for right now. Um, but, you know, it's interesting that that one article that Matt sent me was talking about how your online banking is setting you up again, falling under this technocratic category. Your your online banking is setting you up for a social credit score. Do you use online banking, Brennan? Uh, like an only, app on your phone? Almost only. Yeah. Yeah. On your phone, you have an app? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you comfortable saying who you bank with? Because I bank with JP Morgan Chase. I know I'm a fraud. Uh, maybe Federal Credit Union. That's just a, 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 a just because I was in the military and they've never done me wrong so far. So, okay. So, do you have when you go on there and you check your uh, spend, like your expenses, do they categorize your expenses? These in like guys, a pie chart. Yeah, these guys. I haven't been able to find that function, but I believe it exists. Uh, so let's just, let's assume that it does, though. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. So with these four horsemen bank, like the Morgan Stanleys of the world, the J.P. Morgans, the Wells Fargo's, all these big banks, they have this pie chart. It charts your income, right? Because everyone's fucking using direct deposit right now. And everyone has been for quite some time. So you're getting your money put into your bank account. They know how much fucking money you're making. And guess what, dude? They're fucking checking how much money you're spending on gas, how much money you're spending on groceries, how much money you're spending on entertainment, all these things. It's being categorized by a third party. I forget the name off the top of my head, but there's a third party that is owned by BlackRock which BlackRock is also buying houses because the housing market is, I mean, people are able to buy houses pretty cheap right now. And companies like BlackRock, which is the biggest fucking financial company in the world, really. Um, BlackRock uh, CEO Larry Fink, who our friend Deplorable Janet has mentioned several times in her shows. um, BlackRock is buying housing that they're going to basically commoditize and you, when when you're not able to afford your normal house anymore, you're going to buy a BlackRock house or you're going to rent out a BlackRock house and you are going to be part of the stock market just by paying your rent. That's going to feed into BlackRock's uh, budget and you're going to basically be feeding them money. And BlackRock is going to be, uh, you know, sort of controlling the housing market, controlling the banking industry, and all of this other shit. Have you heard about this? I see you nodding your head. So, so I'm wondering if the if is the concern there that BlackRock has more of a monopoly on the financial uh, the financial structure of the housing market because for for a long time and obviously the thing that contributed to the global financial crisis is that anyone who just buys a mortgage is buying into the stock market and is a is a product right they're they're having sure. their they're having their risk sold of uh, and making a lot of lot of money having that that risk of that mortgage sold back and forth is the is the concern more no 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 okay yeah. so if we want to get if we want to get real crazy we can even talk about how your social security number is your own barcode and so you are traded on the stock market with your social security number this is actually a theory out there i don't necessarily fall behind that but um so the idea of of uh government housing right if you're too poor to buy a house and you're living uh, in a city that has high government housing, think of like projects and shit Mm -hmm. like that, right? What BlackRock is trying to do by buying up all these houses is turning the United States into one giant projects, 
one giant New York projects. So you're sitting there, no one owns anything anymore. You're all just paying your rent. Your rent's going to be very cheap and it's going to be very easy for, for you to raise your family, but all of your money is going to be traced. All your money is going to be tracked. Everyone's going to know what you're spending on what. And uh, so my idea here with bringing this up is, is getting off of, of the credit system and the debit system and using cash. That's, that's how you really throw a wrench in this whole thing. So uh, I know we went off on a tangent there, but I think that like, you know, using cash versus using your debit card, your credit card, not letting people know what you're, what you're spending your money on. Uh, data is the new currency. I think that cryptocurrency seems to kind of be a distraction at this point because data, if some company came out with a cryptocurrency that, that was able to monetize data, that would that's going to be the world currency right there. It's not going to be Bitcoin. It just won't. Trust me. I, I really don't think it is. Um, and if it is later, you know, egg on my face, you know, I, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, Bitcoin just doesn't make sense to me when you're when you're sitting there and you're getting so excited about how highly valued Bitcoin is when it's actually converted to dollars. And that's how you see the value in it. I mean, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? It's just like it, it's all smoke and mirrors with this. Cryptocurrency is uh, is an obvious distraction at this point. When you see what companies like BlackRock and and uh, things like this are doing, um, getting back to the technocratic shit, why I led the episode off with that is because, you know, again, this is all about Elon Musk. This is what I wanted to tie this all together with. Elon Musk's grandfather. Joshua Haldeman, I think is how you pronounce it. H-A-L-D-E-M-A-N. Joshua Haldeman or Haldeman. I don't know how the fuck you say it. But his grandfather and his grandma, they were very into esoteric shit. They were looking for this lost city of Kalahari by plane for years, right? Uh, and again, Elon Musk did not grow up in poverty. He was very, very wealthy. Uh, his dad owned an emerald mine. Uh, mine. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that when when you get someone like this that that acts like they were poor just because it's cool, um, you got to kind of question, OK, like, yeah, you know, it's not cool to grow up poor. Um, but to these rich people, it's kind of like a uh, it's like a LARPing exercise when you're so rich and you're like, oh, yeah, I grew up poor, man. This is I, I fucking grew up from the streets. You know what I mean? It's like he's trying to get street cred. For even though he's a fucking rich snob and he always has been, he always will be. He's probably not even fucking. He, what does he say? He has Asperger's. You know, I think he's just a fucking weirdo. He acts like he's fucking like half retarded. And that's why he's like this, this idiot savant, this genius dude doesn't fucking know what the fuck he's talking about half the time. He did not start Tesla. He did not start PayPal. Uh, the company that he did start that, that uh, digital version of the yellow pages uh, you know, he wrote this code for it, which his parents gave him tens of thousands of dollars, which he denied on Rolling Stone. Um, you know, he goes in and he starts saying like, no, like they, they never did this. I wrote all this code. It was flawless. His dad had to hire coders to go in and fix all his broken code. So this dude's never really done anything fucking right for his whole entire life. And with Tesla, I, I, I'm going to get back to his grandparents here in a second. But with uh, with Tesla, he's not the, the founder of that. He's not even a co-founder. He actually like, w you know, went through a serious lawsuit with Martin Eberhard and Mark Tappernig. I think is how you pronounce his name. These were the guys that actually founded Tesla. They're the co-founders of Tesla in 2003. And in 2004, Elon Musk gave them six point five million dollars as a, uh, you know, like a like a venture capitalist, like an angel investor type thing. And he went in, he supported these guys with $6.5 million, which he got off of, uh, I believe it was PayPal, even though he did not start that, right? Uh, I think that the original name for PayPal was Confinity. What were so you going to he, say? He started, yeah, he started with X.com uh, after that. Was it Zip2.com? Uh, Zip2 was first. Yeah, Zip2 Zip was the, the digital version of the Yellow Pages. X2, they were trying to re redo the banking system um the the three people that he teamed up with to do that all quit after he was just lying 
through his teeth about the efficiency of the product, right? And just like with Tesla, dude, with Tesla, he's been saying that Teslas are going to be self-driving for fucking years, dude. You know what I mean? He's just lying through his teeth. He's like, yeah, next month it's going to happen. Next month we're going to be able to do this. He, he markets himself as the real-life Iron Man, and he's never been that. He's a fucking nerd. So I, I wonder to what extent, I mean, I, I tried to look, I tried to find uh, instances in which Musk was saying, I found, I, I am the founder of this, this company, this company, this company. I didn't find too many that would, um, let's, cause the, 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 the critique you're making here is that he's saying that he's founding all these places, but really hasn't. So first, so first off, can I get into what that really looks like? Are you saying that he wasn't the founder as in like, wasn't the one guy at the top who, who had this idea and saw it through to fruition. He was a part of a team and in your opinion, doesn't give the credence to those other team members that he should. Is that, is that what you're saying is the difference between him founding it and not founding it? As you say, these companies. Well, so I'll, I'll do this. So look, so who founded Tesla? I looked up on my iPhone and you can see it's Elon Musk is that first, first guy right there. Then you also have Martin Eberhard and J.B. Straubel, who is not even mentioned, Mark Tepperning and Ian Wright. So that's what I'm talking okay. about. Elon Musk gets that. According to Google, yeah. if you go to DuckDuckGo, you can actually find the real shit and of like who did it and, and why and, you know, all this other shit. And the craziest part is that Elon Musk was going to give this Mark Edenhart, Eberhardt, sorry, the first ever, uh, I think it was X model or whatever it was. And that was the fucking car that they launched into space. Right. And I've got some theories about that shit too. So, you know, this guy just, I mean, Elon Musk is just a fraud dude. And people need to realize that. And when I used to hear that from people, I used to think that they were crazy because they did such a great job from a different angle, marketing Elon Musk. Yeah, I I wonder to what extent, and this is this isn't letting him off the hook because there is a critique in here, but I wonder to what extent this is just the bad transference of information where the idea. So in in news articles when they were covering Musk uh, on his his rise to prominence, which has to do a lot with that um, twenty eighteen Thai uh, mining accident, right? Where uh, yeah, where there were like I think twenty Thai students who were. I guess doing a tour of a mine, as you do, you know that's my my favorite. Um, uh, yeah, that was uh, my favorite fifth grade uh, field trip. <laughs> field trip, yeah, everyone does that. They got stuck in there, and he started offering the divers who were helping in this international effort to get these kids out a, a, a submarine that him and his group of uh, of engineers had been working really really hard on, really really fast to develop. Turns out that according to some of the divers, one of was one of which was a a a, a um, like a, a, a real military diver, like top of his game said, yeah, that sub wouldn't have helped any. And Elon didn't quite like uh, that diver's tone on it saying like, what the wait, fuck wait, wait. So, I'm okay. Well, about. rewind, rewind here. What are you talking about? So in 2018, uh, in, in, uh, in, uh, I think it was, it was in Thailand. There was a group of students who were lost in this mine uh, after a cave in accident. Right. Um, there was an international effort to get them out of that mine. You got to be going through a whole bunch of ground. You had to be really, really careful how you did it. They actually had to go underwater to rescue these kids. During that rescue process, somebody had asked, uh, had t tweeted to Elon Musk uh, saying, "Can you, isn't there some technology that you have, Elon, that can help us get these kids out? He says in response, hey, if anyone from that area wants my help, we'll get on it right now. And just a few days later, as these kids were still stuck in the mine, um, they he started developing a submarine, a small one-person submarine that could be used to get uh, get could be sent to the kids. The kids could get into the submarine, and the submarine could be pulled out safely from wherever they were trapped from. There's actually videos on Twitter of them testing this this device that they developed and shipped to uh, to Thailand so that they could use it. the 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 uh, The submarine never got used, um, but uh, in the aftermath of that, after the kids were rescued. The, uh, the the lead diver who was in charge of rescuing these kids 
at the end of the at the end of the day right? because they had to go to a diving team for help that lead diver accused elon musk and spacex of a pr stunt that that's all that that submarine was that he wasn't really actually looking to that elon wasn't actually looking to be able to help these kids but just to develop this technology put out these cool videos on twitter just as a pr stunt and then that submarine sure. would have had no chance to work because it was a rigid it was a rigid piece of technology and they had small cracks and contours and, and corners that they would have had to use that, that they would have had to get around to reach these kids in the first place mm. so uh so so anyways uh i forgot what i we hadn't heard about. of that yeah yeah this I was had not this, heard of that so anyways as he was coming up to prominence uh I think the shorthand for people in the media, especially to refer to Elon Musk, got shortened from the CEO of of Tesla, the CEO of the Boring Company, uh, the CEO of SpaceX. Um, it gets elaborated on a little bit, and then and Solar City, Solar City, also another failed venture, right? Yeah, um, it, it 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 gets shortened just for time. Like you don't want to have to when you're talking about Elon Musk and you're introducing him as, as a third party, you don't want to have to say, especially in front of him if he's speaking there, like yeah, this guy um, founded it. Well, sort of founded it. He had a lawsuit with these guys who actually kind of, kind of more to a higher extent founded it, and then they got off the train and everybody's still mad at him for that. But anyways, bottom line, kind of sort of the founder of Tesla, uh, Elon Musk. Come on out. You don't want to have to say all of that, and so it gets shortened. To where Google will tell you he's the founder, but other search engines will tell you that he's not. There's a fault of his for not saying every time that he's introduced as the founder of Tesla. He's a, there's a fault there for him not him saying or not saying I am not the founder. That is not the full story. Don't use that to introduce me. There's a fault there, but I think that there's like this organic problem of just miscommunicating his uh con contributions to these uh these engineering endeavors that just he like why would you if you were him why would you not just go with that Dangerous listeners, please remember that this program is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. We're like the Conspiracy Theory PBS up in here. All you got to do is head over to patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast. Drop us like three, five, ten dollars whatever support you can afford. You'll get access to this full episode and all of the other full-length episodes in the Dangerous World catalog. We hope to see you guys there. Until then, comrades, stay safe. <laughs>